Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to Rev, R-E-V, at EagleCountryOnline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Hey, David Vaughn here. Welcome to another weekly edition of the Rev Radio Show. Lori Enright and I are here. It's Sunday night, October the 6th. And Lori, I know that you were overwhelmed with my recent Jonah rap. We wrapped up the series, but I did a Jonah rap. A literal Were you rap. horrified? It was a mix. <laughs> but you did say, you have said repeatedly, there's nothing that you won't do for Jesus outside of sinning. Yes, that, that's so. Man, you remember? I gotta watch what I say because you remember stuff. But yes, and I'll do anything. So I came up with a Jonah rap. If you have not heard a white bald guy from Kentucky rap before, you need to get on the Whitewater Crossing uh, website, look into the sermon archives, and check out uh, that last uh, sermon series we did in Jonah there at the end of September. You you will not be disappointed. You may be horrified. You may never come visit our church after you. But I did try to rap, and I, I I'm thinking about a. Christmas rap album now. Ooh, an album. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Do you no. have a title yet? Reverend Rap. Okay. But All right. One of my buddies, one of my golfing buddies, texted me after the service, and he said, "I'm going to call you Kanye East," <laughs> <laughs> even though I am on the West Side. But anyway, we finished up Jonah in a creative way and talked about running uh, away from God, and that was pretty fun. So now we've turned our attention to some other stuff, and we'd love for you to come visit. It's called High Stakes, and we started it this morning, and it'll continue for the next three or four weeks And uh, on high stakes living, having an authentic, real relationship with God, not mm-hmm. just a religion about God. I'm going to unpack that a little bit more later, but uh, we'd love to have you come Thursday night at 630, uh, Sunday 930, uh, and 1115. And Man, a lot of us are inviting our friends. Uh, there's lots of good stuff. Fall is here. I know it doesn't feel like fall, uh, but it is October. And uh, But you're doing good, Lori? Life doing, is good? Life is good. Um, we're all surviving at the station. Events, you know, all the fall events. We had mm. Fall Fest, and now we just had Farmer's Fair wrapped up yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the Pumpkin Festival coming up, so it's full. Yep. Doesn't, like you said, it doesn't, They I, I saw a meme that said it feels pretty good outside for July 71st. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and, but it's still got pumpkin spice, too. Right? So. You got the I mean, best I'm all iced, about that. Iced spice. Iced spice. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I have a fear that we're going to go straight into winter. And, you know, I love winter and snow and ice. Uh, I'm sure you listen in Eagle Country do, too. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. But anyway... Thanks again for Mark Kramer and Kramer's Beer House for sponsoring us. And he listens and as do others very faithfully. And thank you for tuning in. And if you have a Catholic friend or family, I think I just encompassed about 80% of our listening audience. If you have a Catholic friend, you're going to want to grab them to listen to tonight and probably next Sunday night. uh, Because I want to talk a little bit about Catholics, Protestants, Catholicism versus Protestantism, and what are the similarities, what are the differences. I'm doing this because uh, we have a huge huge amount of folks at Whitewater Crossing 
who either grew up Catholic, married into the Catholic faith. It is the west side of Cincinnati, west side of Indiana. And I have found that is the norm for the West Side, uh, some strain of Catholicism. And so we are not against Catholics. I get this all the time. David, what's uh, the difference between your church and the Catholic Church? We have a whole host of people, right or wrong, who are migrating away from the wonderful Catholic foundation and origin uh, in their faith of origin, and they're checking us out. So if you are Catholic and you're listening to this, or even if you're non-practicing Catholic, I just want to tell you, if you ever visit at Whitewater, you will find a lot of your parish may be there. Uh, we have an enormous amount of folks, and I think there's lots of reasons for that, some positive, some negative. Uh, but I just thought I, we could some, spend some time more because you have friends, I have friends mm-hmm. uh, who are Catholic background. And what's ironic about this topic for me is that I, uh, I, I, I'd never been to a Catholic church growing up. I mean, I, I'm like the, I'm the least likely guy to know about Catholic world because I've been a Protestant all my life. My dad was a small town, small church pastor in the Church of Christ. And when I moved to Cincinnati, uh, I didn't realize, uh, you know, the Protestants are the minority, you know, uh, here in Cincinnati, greater Cincinnati. So I I needed to get up to speed pretty quick on Catholicism. So I, I, ha- I have a confession to make on the air. I didn't know what I was doing, so I did two things. One, I went down the street. To, for where our former location was to the Catholic Church there, and I asked to speak to the father, and I said, "Hey, I'm new in town. Could you give me a little primer on Catholicism? Because I don't know. I, we had a lot of folks in our church from Catholic background. He was so helpful. He was so gracious, and he honestly said at, at that time he probably got. He said, "Don't. I probably get in trouble for saying this, but a lot of the people would rather be in your church than no church." He was very open. He said, I follow God. Obviously, I'm a Catholic. But we would rather them be in your place than nowhere at all. I thought that was very generous. Uh-huh. Second thing I did, I went down to the bookstore at Barnes & Noble. I got a cup of coffee, and I bought the red and black book, Catholicism for Dummies. I was just going to ask if that was the book that you bought. I did, because I was a dummy. I'm still kind of a dummy. <laughs> so I got a lot of coaching for that. I went around and started visiting some masses to see what it was like, and that really helped me get up to speed. And so over the last 17 years, I have developed what I would call uh, some talking points or some conversations. I have them every week. This is a weekly thing. So I thought, man, we ought to dedicate a show or two to this so that people can hear it uh, and I can guide people who I'm talking to. Hey, just listen to the Rev Radio Show on October 6th or 13th and you'll hear everything I have to say. And so I thought I would maybe share a little bit of my thoughts on the differences, the nuances, the similarities. There are differences, uh, some of them significant, but we have much more in common then we have differences. So let me kind of start with what I would call some affirmations uh, and some positive things. Uh, and these are all based on questions that I'm often asked. Sometimes somebody will say, well, David, are you saying that there are not Catholic Christians? No, no, I'm not. There are Catholic Christians. Uh, they find Christ in a different way, sometimes in a different church. Most Catholics in Cincinnati, that's how they're raised. It's not just a belief system. It's like their family. Uh, 
So when people start to visit our church, there's a huge amount of guilt Mm -hmm. that comes. And those Catholics listening, you understand what I'm saying when there's nothing like Catholic guilt. I mean, people even kind of joke about it. I got Catholic guilt. You don't have to really make people feel guilty who we see coming from Catholic Church. It's like in bread. And I think that's unhealthy to some degree, too. But uh, I, uh, I, I know that people visit our church, and then it takes a while before they even tell their family. Because their mom or dad they're eating lunch with on mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, or their grandparents say you, you're like you're an American and you're Catholic, yeah, like you don't change that. So there's a, an enormous amount of pressure to have your kids grow up in the Catholic faith, uh, and it is just prevalent on the West Side. Uh, and when I moved here, I uh, saw. I didn't know what Lent was. We're coming up on Lent here. Uh, you know, next spring we're going to really lean into that a little bit more in our church. But I didn't know what Lent meant. I I went by Ron's Roost where I used to kind of uh, hang out, and I saw on their marquee, Cod and God served here, like for, for lunch. And I thought, what? That's odd. Uh, you know, so I was like a stranger in a foreign country. People give directions on the west side from what parish or what diocese they, they might be in, directions. And it, it's just like really fascinating. So, But I just want to say right at the top, I'm a Protestant pastor, but I'm not protesting anybody or anything in the Catholic Church right now. Uh, we, we, we are trying to follow the same God. And there are Catholic Christians who believe in Jesus who uh, have even been baptized, some by immersion, uh, and they are finding a vibrant, growing relationship with Jesus. However, let me say that, there are a lot of people who have Catholicism in their history, but it's no day-to-day difference in their life. It's a routine. They don't even, they're just going through the motions. It's an obligation, Mm -hmm. not an opportunity. It's a got-to thing, not a get-to thing. We had a guy visit not long ago. He said, hey, here's how I knew I shouldn't go to the Catholic church I was going to. I was sitting in there so bored, I was counting the tiles in the ceiling during the Mass, and I thought, I've got to find a different way to connect with God. Uh, and and so he came, and, and they check us out. So all and he didn't of these have signs. any tiles to count. And no tiles to count, no. Uh, they, <laughs> he heard rap. <laughs> oh my gosh. So talk about a stark difference. There are some different Protestants and Catholics. That would be one here. I don't know if there's many rapping priests out there. But people call me father still. Uh, they say, I was at your mass. I heard your homily. Uh, I mean, there's lots of still carryover things. But we think there are Catholic Christians. So I just want to start with that. There are those who are searching and wandering and some of the recent, and this is a negative thing, some of the recent publicity that's come from the scandals in the Catholic Church relative to child abuse has hurt the Catholic Church. I think there's some of that that occurs in Protestant churches, mm-hmm. too, because there is uh, evil and fallen people everywhere. But there are a lot of people who uh, believe that these systemic issues in any church, particularly Catholic church, are not being addressed properly. And I'm convinced that a wave of people visiting our church is due to them losing hope and trust in their church of origin. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, that grieves me. I'm happy to provide an opportunity to talk with them. Uh, but I, I just want to let people know who are listening that the Church of Christ, the Christian church, is essentially, intentionally one. 
that God's church is much bigger than a denomination, whether it's Catholic or Protestant. It consists of all those in every place that profess faith in Christ, obedience to him, follow the Bible, and they can call themselves Christians. Uh, there are many elements of cultural Catholicism uh, that I've noticed have nothing to do with theology, just lifestyle. Uh, so uh, as we move into Lent next spring, you'll see a lot of those same things. Uh, people uh, get in Lent give up things. Mm-hmm. You know, Protestants, they don't give up stuff anytime. They should. Probably it's a good discipline. But there's a lot of just lifestyle things. It might be the way the church raises money. A lot of festivals and bingo and things that, mm-hmm. that from those of us in Catholic background. Every once in a while when we have like a budget shortfall, somebody say, hey, I think we could do split the pot. You know? So it's just kind of part of our culture mm-hmm. uh, for ca- Catholics. It, it's familiar. Uh, alcohol or whatever it might be. So uh, there are some nuances of lifestyle that we think are theology, but they're not. That's just the way that people that people live. But in its essence, the, one of the distinct differences between Catholicism and being a Protestant or just being a Christian is in how salvation is attained. So it's the difference between atonement and attainment, between grace and guilt. We talk about that a lot around here. So there's nothing you can do to earn your salvation. In some Catholic systems, there is this uh, drivenness to try to earn the favor of God by doing a certain thing, going to a certain mass. Sometimes I'll do a wedding or a funeral, and a lot of Catholic background folks are there, and they'll come out and say, I'm not coming, Sunday. This counts. This counts. (laughs) That's where that comes from. It's like, I got to do it. I don't get to do it. So the thought that they would come like you do sometimes, Lori, to Thursday night service, there again on Sunday in another service with because you invited a friend, and another service that same day with another friend, that would be foreign to them. They're like, well, no way am I sitting through. That's th- that counts three times. You know? <laughs> so I have to come for the next month. Yeah, yeah you've already <laughs> fulfilled it. So I am not protesting anything. I, 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 we're not the only Christians here. We're just Christians only. So I've been trying to say, what would it look like if we didn't call or identify as a Catholic or a Protestant, but just a Christian, and just follow the Bible only? That sounds attractive to. Wouldn't that be cool? Because we agree on so much more than we disagree. So we hope to build bridges, not walls, in our church with those on Catholic and. Protestant side of the fence. We want to build relationships without judging. Uh, we don't want our position to affect our disposition. Uh, so we search for places of commonality here between the Catholics and the Protestants. And, and those things would be like the Bible is the Word of God. Jesus is the Son of God. We would believe all the tenets of the Apostles' Creed. Uh, those in Catholic world know these creedal statements. The Nicene Creed is another creed. Uh, and these are kind of listing statements of scriptural truth that we would buy into and we would uh, endorse. Uh, creeds historically have been sources of division, but it's possible that creeds can also unite. There are some stark differences between authority in the Roman Catholic Church and Whitewater Crossing. It's the difference between the role of Scripture authority or the Scripture authoritatively interpreted through the Pope or the priest in the church. That's going to be different. We would hold, I'm holding a Bible in my hand here as I record this, we would say that the Bible in our church is the ultimate authority. 
Everything I say or do, if it doesn't, and I'm holding it up now in front of the microphone, everything has to square against this. This is where we get our orders. If I don't believe what's in the Bible, then I'm in the wrong. Mm-hmm. All my preaching, if you come to Whitewater, you listen to it to, to us online, uh, all of my preaching is like walking through, teaching through uh, Scripture expositorily. In the Catholic Church, that sometimes is the case, but sometimes it's not the case. The Pope or the priest or the councils would have a higher authority than the Bible. The Scripture would be interpreted through them. And so that is a distinct difference on where the authority comes for a local church. It doesn't mean that the Pope is bad or the priests are necessarily bad. It just means that they have been taught along the way that the authority, the the the, the sole uh, voice of God comes through that uh, priest or pope through the Bible, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. That would be a, a difference. There's also quite a bit of difference uh, as you start to unpack the differences between the two uh, relative to uh, apostolic confession, who can be a priest, who can't be a priest. Uh, obviously, I'm married. There are some married priests out there who got the priesthood after married, but by and large, priests are not allowed to marry. Uh, that would not be true for us here. Um, we, the Lord's Supper has some differences. Uh, these are really deep theological issues about the Lord's Supper. It's what we call the difference between uh, transubstantiation and consubstantiation. Do the actual bread and juice become the actual body and blood of Christ, or is it just a symbol Mm-hmm. Uh, a remembrance uh, of the Eucharist. Those are big differences. Uh, and so sometimes uh, people have to navigate which they believe. Uh, we serve communion every week mm-hmm. uh, in our church. Uh, th- those that come to our church from Catholic background, they like it that we do it weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's different. We serve it out in the audience, and, and we don't come forward. Uh, I, I, I'm not the priest that distributes it. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, that would be somewhat of a difference. Uh, remembrance of Mary. Uh, we love Mary in the Protestant church, but the devotion to Mary and the saints is going to be a little bit different. Um, but there will be, obviously, along the way, some misunderstandings based on interpretations of Scripture. But we agree on a lot more than we disagree on. Uh, and our effort in our church is to try to reach a relational hand across a relational divide and say, Let, what can we do to work together to help this world be better and a better place? I think the Catholic Church historically has done a great job on some things. And we thank the Catholic Church for a couple of things that they still maintain to be the case. The new pope especially, as he's come into office, into his position, really has elevated the plight of the last, the least, the lost. The newest pope has really taken on, in my opinion, a mantle of reaching the less fortunate, of being one known to serve. Uh, and serving the poor, that's a real value in the Catholic Church. We share that at mm-hmm. Whitewater. We have Solve 7. We have a Life Center. We're all, we help every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we give thousands of dollars away to hundreds of people to help them. So we have that in common. The Catholic Church is known for preserving the Bible, you know, the translation. They hold the, 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 the text of the Bible high, although the authority structure may be a little bit different, as I described. Uh, in the Catholic Church, uh, many uh, saints died for their faith. They modeled persevering. Um, the protection of the, and the sanctity of life is huge in the Catholic Church. We owe a lot to the Catholic Church for talking about protecting the unborn and those at the end of life, too. Uh, so Catholics have a huge heritage, and it's one to be proud of. And that's why there are differences, but we're not into bashing. Sometimes people will, when we talk about the difference between religion and relationship, which is our mantra, mm-hmm. that's, our, that's our branding, people will say, I think you're kind of like, Downplaying the Catholic Church. No, I'm just saying there are differences. And a lot of people start their walk of faith in the Catholic way, but then because of further learning, the Holy Spirit teaching, them reading, them praying, they use Catholicism to build on their faith and express that in a different way. So I try to shy away from us versus them. Uh, And our goal is just for people to be loyal to Jesus no matter what. And to love and try not to judge each other and to contend together, to partner together on moral issues that uh, oppose Christ and his cause and that all of us believe are, are wrong. So there are a lot of those parallels. About a decade or so ago, maybe 12 years ago, a movie came out called, uh, uh, um, that was, that, <laughs> now, now it's what happens when you, when you, when you get old. But it, it was, uh, a movie uh, where uh, Tom Hanks was in it, and they were trying to uh, discover some things behind the the Catholic Church and where they went and how they uh, discovered them. Uh, quite a few uh, movies and d- did some sub- subsequent movies with that. And I went down uh, to the Catholic Church uh, then, and I said, "Hey, th- there's a movie coming out. I understand that uh, that is great fiction, but poor theology." Uh, and I said, I really think that uh, that we're going to be on the same team on this. And so, yeah, yeah, Da Vinci Code. That's it. Da Vinci Code. That's what happens when you rap. Uh, so I said, this Da Vinci Code is going to be, it's great fiction, but we're probably going to be on the same team on that. And that priest that I originally talked to said, yeah, you know, you're right. So we had a little... Uh, a Wednesday night gathering, a couple of Wednesday nights, and unpack the Da Vinci Code and what was right, what was wrong, and how it was good. And so, again, we were on the same team on that, trying to help people. So we have determined that the non-practicing Catholics are pretty much our primary uh, target group. Uh, and so a lot of our imagery, a lot of our talking points, a lot of our branding, uh, we intentionally try to make it be Catholic-friendly and answer Jesus' prayer for his kingdom to come, his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm I'm guessing, Lori, that in your world, in your life, as you invite people to church, you have probably, you probably encountered some people who you've invited who either are practicing Catholics or were practicing mm-hmm. Catholic, and you invited them to church. Did you find some of these nuances there? When you talk to him. I have one particular friend who I've been inviting for years and years who is a Catholic and is not really 
practicing, probably outside of major holidays, if mm. that. And the response I have gotten, and I believe it um, repeatedly, is. I know things are going on in that church. I drive by it every day, but <laughs> I can't about go. White water. Yeah, yeah, about here, and he goes, but I can't go until my mom dies. I mean, because that's the of level that guilt. of guilt. Yeah. Yes, yes. Or so, pressure. Yes, yeah. the pressure. So, in his mind, it's better to not go to church than to go. Which is kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. We baptized, but a I guy, keep inviting uh, anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I might go and do that next week. I, I, go and go and do that. I, 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 we uh, baptize people regularly by uh, immersion is our mode because we believe that's that's what the New Testament teaches. In fact, the the word baptizo is the Greek word baptism. It, it means immersion, totally under the water. So we have a lot of people who are sprinkled as babies, which uh, is, again, a nuanced difference in the Catholic Church. Uh, and as adults, they get confirmed or reconfirmed. So we see that a lot. And I had a guy that I baptized, uh, uh, dunked, you know, uh, all under the water, submerged, as someone would say. Uh, and he said, well, I don't want you to put my name in the bulletin or uh, I don't want to do a video I don't want anybody to know I did this because I, I don't want to tell my mom and grandmom yet. And so I said, okay, well, we, we will not do that. Let's so put fi- it on the billboard outside. Yeah, we'll put it on electronic sign. So finally, uh, one day he came up. He said, okay. He said, it's okay. Uh, I told my mom, who's older, that I went ahead and got baptized. And so it's okay. I said, well, how'd that go? <laughs> He's, it's classic. It's kind of what you just described. He said, uh, well, I told her I was going down to the Whitewater Crossing Church, and I like it. And his mom said, well, that's great. You just keep on going down to that Christian church. But when you die and they cut you open, they're going to find out you're Catholic. (laughs) Oh, man, i never forget it. But that's how deep the roots uh, of ingrained uh, 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 legacy is Mm -hmm. uh, on the west side. So anyway... Uh, I got more, and I think I'll save that for our next show next Sunday night. So uh, we'll just give you a little sample, a little taste right now of uh, what we're talking about here. So you got another week to call your Catholic or Protestant friends. Say, man, they're talking about something that I uh, I can resonate with, I know. And maybe uh, David has explained it in a way that I have not heard about before. And I, I look forward to doing that again. We would consider it a, a privilege to talk to you about anything, answer questions. Uh, even uh, irate or angry people who think we're trying to bash the Catholic Church. I, I hope tonight you've heard my heart. That's not our intent. There are some differences. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying there are some similarities, too. And I think one of the things that God is leading me to do is to talk more about this, especially because of where we live and the people that are coming to our church. Mm -hmm. And if you are a Catholic or non-practicing Catholic out there and you say, man, I, I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Just come check us out. If you're not practicing, you're not going to mass anyway. What have you got to lose? We serve the same God. We love the same Jesus. We believe the same Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Catholics have uh, some more books in between the Old and New Testament called the Apocrypha. But uh, I'm telling you, it's the same New Testament that we practice. So we would love to have you come. You'll be in good company, and you'll probably know some other people that you used to go to Mass with as well. Uh, but just come check us out. Sit in the back. Be anonymous for a while. You can check out any of our services online already uh, through a 
click on our website, whitewatercrossing.org, plan your visit page. And, uh, man, you can let us know you're coming. We'll try to help you out. Kids ministry is big here. In the Catholic Church, a lot of times the kids sit with moms and dads in the seats, and the kid and the adult learn nothing. They're each kind of <laughs> like, you know, distract each other. Uh, so uh, we have an awesome Harbortown Kids Ministry here, and you That's can drop... That's infants. They're, oh, yeah. what, what's Harbortown? Infants through fifth? Infants through and fifth. Then students is and then students begin six through 12. They have their own separate service, too, that... That I know they probably can't they beat the they do they can't snacks. beat the rapper they can't beat the no. Reverend rapper but anyway they it's a lot cooler than sitting in in the church I can tell you right now or sitting in mass for some of us so maybe maybe you drop off your kids come in I think you'll be surprised at how much you like it there's no snakes coming out there's you coffee. know there's coffee. Uh, you never know what you, what will happen when you show up. We try to have a surprise or two. But in a church this size, you will feel welcome and you'll feel loved, and we would love to have you come and visit. And so anyway, as we turn to the last quarter of the year, man, October, November, December, Christmas is coming. Uh, we're already planning out Christmas Eve services, believe it or not. Uh, and we're already thinking about that. And I know even if you're a non-practicing Catholic, you'll probably go to Christmas Eve service somewhere. Uh, but we got some great stuff coming up, some great series coming up, uh, some great, uh, uh, I think, ways for you to live out your Christianity. And uh, I'm just telling you right now, it's a wonderful thing when your connection with God is all about a relationship and not uh, a religion of list of do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. It's when you look forward to coming and being with the people of God, not counting the ceiling tile. You may count something when i'm preaching uh, but i and, or some of our teaching team but i don't think it'll be that but we would love to have you email love to have you visit uh and uh send us your questions whether it's catholics protestants i think there is opportunity for us to work together to be the church the big c church of god on the west side and we would consider it an honor to to do that with you so anyway thanks again for tuning in part two Coming up next Sunday night on Rev, but we're glad to uh, uh, speak into your life and help you in any way, rev up your week or revolutionize your life on your hometown station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station Eagle Country 99.3.